0: The Doncic. Doncic pulls up three-pointer. Bang! Bang! I'm not worried about Dell Moore. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Welcome back, everyone. This is the third episode of Hoops Logic. If you're a new listener, I'm Will, the host of these episodes. And this podcast touches on various analytical topics regarding modern-day basketball from a perspective of a fan. This episode, I'm going to be touching on analyzing different types of impact statistics specifically all the various plus minus measurements in today's game so what we're gonna do today uh, we're gonna start and we're just gonna look at the types of what are the types of plus minus then we're gonna look at what their flaws and strengths are we're gonna look at how important and relevant are these statistics and that's kind of uh, it's kind of like tied to our fourth one which is we're gonna be ranking the best ones so each type of plus minus or, impact statistic. We're going to start with the general one, just plus minus. So this is just the point differential when a player is on the floor. It measures a player's value to a team's scoring and defense. So an above average plus minus is anything above zero because that means when you're on the floor you're benefiting the team. So the top three this year were Tatum at 8.8, Steph Curry at 8, and Chris Paul at 7.1. So these were measured per game. Um, But also we can look at it as a total to kind of look at greatness in careers. So Tim Duncan was far and away the top one at 8,900. LeBron is at slightly over 7,000. So he might be able to catch up to Tim Duncan, but it's not super likely. And then we have Dirk Nowitzki at 6,500 in third place. So this is an all right statistic because it's commonly accessible in box scores, but it is highly team dependent or teammate dependent. So For example, in 2015-16, when the Warriors had that fantastic year, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson were the top three. So obviously, those huge numbers and them winning a lot is, when they're all on the floor together, they're impacting each other's plus-minus. So it's teammate-dependent. It doesn't really account for the fact that one player will have a lot more impact and help another player's plus-minus or whatnot. Um, So next we're going to look at box plus minus. This is just based on statistics regarding box score statistics such as rebounds, points, assists, and it also accounts for usage and scoring rates as well. The top three this year were Jokic with 13.2, Giannis with 11.2, and Embiid at 9.2. And this correlates with also the top three NBA vote-getters this year. Um, And Jokic led the league year before or he also led the league year before when he won the MVP as well so obviously league impact and box plus minus kind of ties together and even if you go back to when Giannis won it he also led in box plus minus so there's an obvious correlation between the two when looking at it all time we see Jordan, Jokic, LeBron, Magic and David Robinson as the top five and it's obviously not a total like plus minuses because you have Jokic uh, sneaking in at number two and that might change as he regresses as his career goes on. Well, next we're going to look at real plus minus. So this is similar to plus minus but it just for teammate performance and controls kind of the domino effect plus minus has. There's really no way to fully eliminate that because it's, it's pretty much impossible to Say well, if this player wasn't on the floor, this player would do this. Like there's no, there's no perfect way to do it, but real plus minus tries to account for that. Top three this year were, uh, Jokic at eleven point seven eight once again, Embiid at nine point eight three, and Steph Curry at nine point four eight. So those were our top three this year, in real plus minus. So, it's a little bit we're getting a little bit better adjusting for teammate performance as we go on. Um, Next we're gonna look at regularized adjusted plus minus, otherwise known as RAPM. So this adjusts for teammate performance, but also removes outliers to average out a more regular number. So um, for example, if um, say maybe Tony Snell comes in off the bench and he hits four threes in two minutes, it's gonna remove that from the data. And it's also gonna remove the other side. So if Tony Snell comes in and he shoots over four from the field, and he has six turnovers in three minutes. It's like, well, it's, it, it'll totally skew our data. So they kind of remove, remove those outliers to um, adjust for that. And this is found, you can find this on Basketball Index, but this is that, that's, that's only from last year, so it's not fully updated. Um, but it's not on Basketball Reference. And then we're going to touch just briefly on player impact plus minus. It accounts for, like, the luck aspect, similar to uh, raphem but the data isn't public anymore since 2020 because the creator of it actually got signed, or it got uh, hired by a team, so it's not public anymore. And then um, lastly, we're going to look at VORP, or value over replacement player. If you guys know baseball, it's similar to WAR. Uh, it's based on points per 100 possessions per 100 possessions that a player contributed for above a replacement level player. So replacement players are considered a minus 2.0 or below. So um, players that are nearing replacement right now are Jalen Suggs and Davion Mitchell, which are the bottom two in VORP. But you have to account for the teams are probably keeping these two guys in because they're young guys and they know they're going to progress. So that's why they're... That's why they're at the bottom of the list, but obviously the teams have hoped that, the Magic and the Kings have hoped that these players will progress. And then this also accumulates similar to plus-minus, and LeBron has by far the most all-time at 142.61, followed by Jordan with 116, followed by John Stockton with 106, and then Karl Malone and Kevin Garnett wrap up the top five. So um, in terms of ranking them, we're gonna rank them from like totally fans' perspective. So, I use we're just using accessibility and accuracy for this because from a fans' perspective, it needs to be accurate and we need to know it's accurate to actually back the data. But we also need to know it's accessible too. So, first, I actually have VORP or value over replacement player. So, it's accessible on Basketball Reference. It's really accessible. And it analyzes how much better a team is when a certain player is on the floor versus his replacement. So in my eyes, it's like baseball uses war or wins over Replacement so heavily. And I think that baseball is kind of the top dog of statistics usage and sabermetrics. So why don't we follow this more? Let's let's look at VORP. Let's look at um, their value over replacement because that really separates a star player from their replacement. Second, I have real plus minus, because it's readily accessible um, on big databases, and it controls teammate dependency as well. And then third, I have box plus minus, and it's readily accessible. And this accounts for usage and scoring rates, but doesn't try to control teammate dependency as much as real plus minus does. And then fourth, I have just regular plus minus, because it's uber accessible in box scores and can be beneficial to look at all time to see who consistently helped their team the most but it doesn't really attempt to control teammate impact as much as the top three do and then fifth this or fifth I have uh, wrap rapam or regularize, regularize adjusted plus minus so once again it accounts for teammate dependency it, or it accounts for it. It doesn't, obviously, I already mentioned this, but it doesn't 100% control it, but it accounts for it. But it's just not as accessible as other options is, as I mentioned. And then sixth, I have player impact plus minus. That, that's last because since it's not public, it doesn't really help a fan to look at this. So, um, in terms of those rankings and what I just mentioned, this was just kind of a brief overview of these statistics. Um, You guys can now know what to look for as a fan and to analyze when getting into the nitty-gritty of basketball discussion, which we all know and love. And I just want to thank you guys for listening to the third episode of Hoops Logic, and I can't wait to share the next one with you guys. See you soon.